Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. And welcome to the Retirement Clinic. Good morning, everybody. With us is Jeff Kowal, your host. Jeff is also president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, and here each week for the Retirement Clinic. Jeff, good morning to you. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm fantastic. You've got a, you've had a whirlwind 24 to 48 hours, and I will let our, well, you're going to tell the story where you just were yesterday. It's oh, really yeah. cool. And then we're going to get started with phone calls. Now we're on in Madison on WIBA radio. We are also on in Milwaukee on WISN. If you've got questions, we are going to open up phone lines right now. The Acunet Talk and Text Line, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is 414-799-1130. Give us a call. Retirement questions. Now, we haven't started the show yet, so, well, we did officially, but we haven't gotten into topics. I will tell you this. You can ask any retirement question, and Jeff can address any issue that you might have. What is that? 401k plans, taxes, Social Security, estate planning. We talk about anything uh, with you and your retirement. Lines are open. For your questions, you can start calling right now. Where were you 24 <laughs> hours ago? 24 hours ago, I was having breakfast with my son in Paris. Is that surreal, isn't it? Yeah, you said, uh, you know, you come in, we all small talk. How are you doing, Jeff? Good, good. You said, it's surreal. It's like I'm not here. I go, why? I was just having breakfast at the Eiffel Tower 24 hours ago. Right. We went to uh, Africa, South Africa on a trip, my wife and I and uh, and a group of people. And uh, it was uh, an incredible trip. Um, And I'll talk about that in a little bit, especially as it relates to unemployment and your retirement account. Yeah, you actually have some startling numbers concerning their unemployment, but we'll get to that. On the way back, we had a um, a a nine-and-a-half-hour layover. And my son Adam and his wife were in Paris because he's working. He works for Honeywell, and they have a contract with Dassault, uh, airline manufacturer in Paris. And so he said, "How about if we meet for breakfast?" <laughs> so it was like really weird. We got off the airplane, took a cab to Eiffel Tower. He uh, and we had breakfast there, and got back on the plane to Chicago. And here I am. But and it, you've been there before, so yes. Like you were in all, all in awe because you've seen it before. I've never been to Paris. Yeah, you still are in awe. It's still pretty cool to be somewhere else, a different country and an uh, iconic landmark there mm-hmm. and to see your son and his da- and daughter-in-law and have breakfast there it's just so is it like is it what it's cracked up to be everybody says the food is so incredible and it was in, pretty good <laughs> <laughs> i have to say i i wasn't shy about having a big breakfast yesterday good. i should have been but it was well it I'm, was I'm glad you had a safe trip back um your trip to africa is going to be included in today's show because it deals with unemployment numbers. Now, back to our country and our economy, uh, Jeff. Boy, unemployment's low. The economy's moving right along. You put all the drama aside with Trump and impeachment and the constant battle with Democrats. If you put politics aside and just look at the, the facts... We're doing pretty darn good. Today's going to be a hard day to put politics aside. <laughs> some of the things that are going on in, in well, then South don't. Africa. Then, then don't. Well, some of the things that are going on in South Africa mirror some of the things that are going on here, which is kind of interesting. But yesterday's unemployment rate fell to 3.5%, a 50-year low, uh, 136,000 New jobs created. Uh, again, that's the lowest uh, number in, since December of 
1969, three and, and a half and, percent. And you know why nobody's saying right now I heard that before? Because nobody's saying this, Jeff. Outside of you and some talk shows, if you turn on cable TV, nobody's touting a 50-year low unemployment rate. Well, there's something they should else. be, but they're not. Yeah, there's something else they're not touting either. Past numbers were revised higher. August numbers were moved up from 130,000 initial estimate to 168,000. So 38,000 more jobs were created uh, in August. And then July was increased from 159,000 to 166,000. So actually 45,000 more jobs were created in the last two months. If you remember in the last administration, they would quote the initial number high, then the next two months they'd be revising them lower. Yes. This way, they, the number that comes out initially is low, and then they have to uh, uh, revise them upward. Ask yourself this question. If this was the Obama administration and we hit a 50, 50, 50 50-year low for unemployment, do you think it would be on the oh, news? it would be all over the place. Okay, thanks. But what was kind of amazing and shocking was in South Africa that we were in uh, in Cape Town, and the unemployment rate in Cape Town is 27%. We had to ask a couple times because we thought that there was something lost in translation. No, that's not the case. And we went to Johannesburg, 29%. Um, that's one in and, three. Just, yes, just under that's, one in three. That's a lot. You would, you would not believe it. And this is one of the reasons why we travel and the benefits we get from traveling. Just see what's going on, how grateful we are to be in the United States of America. And, and there, there's a reason for it. They have a large influx of what they were telling me is illegal immigrants from Ethiopia, Ethiopia and other Eastern African com- countries well, now coming in there for that, jobs. That's kind of hitting home yeah, with what bet. we're going through here. This one guy we're talking to that took, him, took us to the airport said that his daughter's going to college. She'll graduate and won't have a job. And he says very fr- that they're, they're, the jobs are going to, to immigrants. And, and we love Immigrants, and we talked about that too. That's we what love, our country was made legal of. Immigration. Legal immigration. Legal. Yep. Big, but they're, big, big they're, difference. They're flooding the borders because they have a terrible situation in their countries and they're trying to have a better life. He understands that, but that means that their uh, kids are not getting jobs. They're going to college, getting college degrees, and leaving it without uh, job opportunities. How was described conditions there? Fine. Okay, so you uh, look yeah. around, you, oh, yeah, everything's you, fine. Yeah, it was re- I, but then you see, I mean, the one we we went on a, a, a tour of um, Johannesburg, and he said, "There's a guy who's cutting hair. They'll do anything to make money." So there are a couple of booths where they just have a little, not even a tent, just like a a tarp set up, and you go there for a haircut. So Probably get a good price so, too. I would think so too. <laughs> I was considering it, but. <laughs> Supercuts. Yeah, it was even cheaper in supercuts. But uh, but I just wanted to, to bring up a couple things like that that you think you complain about some of the things in the, in the country here. And, you know, they talk about the job numbers are still strong. There is no recession in sight. Um, uh, and that's another part of the conversation here and the reason I'm bringing it up. Uh, Brian Westbury is an economist with First Trust. And what they were saying over the, uh, in the news is that yeah, but they're only averaging 161,000, I think the number is, uh, new jobs this year. Um, and that's down from the last couple of years. You can't – we have full employment. At at 3.5%, we have full employment. So yeah, that's correct. So at some point, how can we be adding jobs Correct. when we're continually at adding, full employment? And Brian Westbury says that you only need 75,000 new jobs a month to maintain full employment. 
So that means what you're not going to have these months with 200 and 300,000 jobs, new jobs created each month. How does it affect your retirement plan is because, you know, if you're worried that um, that the economy is slowing and you hear all this talk about how the number of jobs are coming down and that the economy is slowing, it, it can't keep up that pace and the economy doesn't need to keep up that pace. And then you see, if you see the USMC getting the, the trade deal getting approved, if you see um, the China deal approved, uh, eventually, and that they will, they will come to an agreement on that trade deal eventually. That those are going to be good things for the economy. So, not to say that there aren't going to be bumps in the road, especially with the election year next year. I mean, put your seatbelt on. It's not. It's going to be Ooh. a wild ride next year. So you've been even when you travel abroad because of technology, it's easy to fall in news, Jeff. But all the talk is Democrats pushing for an impeachment, right? And that's all we're seeing. We rarely see the good news. Right. Uh, concerning the economy, unless you're watching specific shows, maybe Fox News. Cavuto's pretty good. Is watching right. him. And they, their biggest gripe is the same thing. Hey, if you're not watching us, you don't know about this right. stuff. Yeah, How good thing. We, we are living in, in a really good time. It's an incredibly good time Now, you may say the country is divisive and polarized because of Trump. I'm not disagreeing with that. Right. Maybe it is. Uh, but that's your personal opinion. Yeah. I, I happen but if to you think look at the numbers, low unemployment, uh, earnings are going up. It only goes up 2.1% instead of 2.9%, but it's going up. Wages are going up. And when wages go up, when you have full employment, people are working. Again, getting back to your retirement and investment accounts, um, when people are working, they're putting money back into the economy. Uh, consumerism, uh, uh, consumer spending drives, I think I heard at one time, 60% of uh, the economy is driven by consumer spending. Um, good, so a good chunk of it, so if people are, are fully employed, if they're making more money, their earnings are going up. The and tax climate it, too? But yep. Not and just individual, but corporate taxes? That's right. And with lower tax rates and more people working, revenues to the government are at all-time highs. So it's it's incredible. Let's see if there's anything else. Yeah, I mean, just think of locally with oh. Foxconn being built as we speak, Jeff, and just everything. You talk about the climate right now for corporate America. It, it's pretty good. The deregulations have helped as well. And right. we want to keep companies here, not moving out of out of our country. Yep, exactly. And I think that's it's, it appears to be working. Right. And the last part of this, and a, a lot of it had to do with the corporate tax rates being cut dramatically, keep that money here. Uh, and deregulations. And deregulation. And we have to be mindful that uh, the personal, the individual tax cuts are set to expire in 2025. So that's a big planning opportunity for your retirement accounts, for your investment accounts, for all a lot of things. Why did they cap that off at 2025? Uh, that's as far as they could get. They got. Okay. They were able to get with um, budget reconciliation. I think they were get the, able to get the corporate one in, but the individual one would have needed sixty percent approval. And they were. There's no yep. way that. And Trump won't gonna... won't be around in 2025, even if he wins next year. So we don't know who's going to be in the White House. Right. So we'll see what happens. We'll cross so that bridge at least, when we get there. They at least got it to go to 2025. But there are some things that you can do that they weren't going to hit the 60% threshold on the individual. So they took what they could get and got it to 2025. The last thing was that um, Central Bank, that a lot of times the Federal Reserve is, is watching the unemployment numbers um, to see um, – you know whether the market's strong or whether they need to cut interest rates, and they, the consensus is that they are going to raise reduce interest rates by another quarter percent uh, in uh, October. And it's just you know again you think about it, interest rates are so low now. 
who is not buying a home with Redefined Realty or anybody else? Who's not buying a home because of high interest rates? Who's not opening up a business because they have to pay 5% or, or expanding on their yeah. business because they have to pay 45 or 5% interest? Interest rates are low now. Yeah, we're uh, in the mid for home mortgages, you know, in this area. Uh, we looked at a 30 year. 3.6-ish, yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, low threes for a 15-year. Pretty good time to, to borrow money. Oh, you bet. Great uh, time to, great go, time to yeah, buy a Long house. time like that. Long-term loans like that, too, are a great time to do it. So, Jeff, after the break, when we come back, a few things that we do every week on the show features if you will the sexy segment that's, that's going to be that might be an expanded one today <laughs> well i'm thinking with your recent travels you might have some stories for us well not well perhaps but, but you know i'm talking today i want to talk about the democrats plan to tax wealth and how it would reshape the us economy that's if you're talking about wealth management and preservation uh, this is a new york times article we got to talk about that and in the same sexy segment that's why we might need an expanded one is where president trump targets medicare for all in a re-election. we got to talk about that and how trump that, wait a minute trump touts medicare for all targets targets oh, medicare targets, for all yes and he was i thought in, you said touts no and, and he was in, uh, bernie sanders touts medicare oh, for yeah. all bernie sanders had a heart <laughs> issue this week and we hope he's okay right but he went in for some procedure and uh, in the hospital, he made a comment uh, about himself, and he said, this is why we should have Medicare for all, free. Medicare should be free for all because I'm in the hospital. That's that's right. <laughs> it made no sense. Right. We'll talk a little bit about Good. that. Good. I, I want wealth you... management and preservation segment. So that's coming up, Jeff, uh, in the second half of the show. But after the break is your chance to call in right now to the retirement clinic. We are live. We're here for your retirement questions. The Accudent Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Give us a call right now. 414-799-1130. 414-799-1130. The Kowal Investment Group has now five locations based in Waukesha. They've got a Port Washington office in Ozaukee County. Of course, in Mad- uh, Madison, they're in Middleton. Phoenix, Arizona. And, of course, the new location in Racine. Right off the freeway. You can't miss that big Kowal sign. Great location. Yeah, you bet. And thekowalway.com. Check them out on the web. They've got all kinds of social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Of course, thekowalway.com is the website. But give us a call. Your retirement questions are welcome, and we'll be right back with the Retirement Clinic. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. There's a new tax break that small business owners should be aware of that may provide some additional tax relief. New last year is a tax deduction of 20% for business owners in any industry. If their taxable income is under $157,500, if single, or $315,000 if filing jointly in 2018. Sounds tempting, but figuring out if you can get it isn't easy. There are some taxpayers in specified service trade or business that includes doctors, lawyers, and accountants can't take the deduction at all if their taxable income exceeds 207500 if single or $415,000 if married. It also goes away in 2025. 
Additionally, there are safe harbors for landlords that they can follow to qualify for the de- for the deduction. These rules were finalized by the IRS just recently in late September and include rules such as maintaining separate books and records for each rental enterprise and documenting at least 250 hours of rental services in a year if the enterprise has been around for less than four years, among other requirements. The rules around this special deduction are complex, and that's why it's crucial to pair up with someone who has a focus in this area and is aware of the different rules that can have a huge impact on your financial situation. As we say, we don't want you to be overly patriotic and pay too much in taxes. So let's find ways to reduce what you're paying. Back on News Talk 1130 WISN and WIBA, the retirement clinic continues with Jeff Kowal. I'm Paul Cronforst. All right, here's what we're going to do. You've got a few things that we have to get to. I love the beginning of your the intro to the show. Thanks. Fairly optimistic. Things are pretty good. Oh, yes. we, we talked about the economy. We talked about other countries. Jeff, re- recent trip to Africa where, you know, you see unemployment at, I mean, it's hard to fathom 28%. Right. You know, what's the highest you remember unemployment being? In this oh, country, wow, I can't remember seven, eight, nine. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. Somewhere seven, in there, and, you know, right in 2008, there was probably higher unemployment in 2000. Um, now yeah, we're but, under but, four. Yeah, that's incredible, and it's been sustained. And the Wisconsin numbers haven't come out, but it wasn't like two point two point nine percent unemployment, two point eight percent, something like that in Wisconsin. So. Basically, everybody that wants a job has a job, but there's yep. always going to be two, three percent of the population. That doesn't want to work. They just yep. don't have a job for whatever reason. That's that's just the way life is. And that does relate to your uh, retirement and your retirement planning and retirement investments. And I wanted to get back to – now. You, I think you want, were you about to give out the number? Okay. The 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 Ed Slot um, – uh, I'm in a, pro, a program for elite IRA, uh, uh, IRA uh, practitioners. And there was this question that said the Secure Act and beneficiaries. Um, is there any news on attempts in Congress to to change the stretch out? If you remember, we talked about the Secure Act is the setting every community up for retirement enhancement of 2019. Congress is calling it the Secure Act. Uh, the proposed legislation would do a number of things. Well, one, it would do away with the stretch IRA for most beneficiaries. Stretch IRA allows you a beneficiary, a non-spouse beneficiary, to be able to stretch it out over the rest of their life expectancy, which and just take out required minimum beneficiaries, required minimum distributions. Well, they're talking about doing away with that and replacing it with a 10-year period. They're talking about raising the required minimum distribution age from 70 and a half to age 72, and they're also talking about increasing your uh, investment options in your 401k, maybe adding annuity options and other things. So the SECURE Act overwhelmingly passed this spring, uh, the House this spring. I think it was like 400 to 3 or 6 or something. So it, was really, it really was overwhelming. Uh, the proposed legislation would do away uh, – I'm sorry. The SECURE Act overwhelmingly passed in the spring is currently being held up in the Senate – there are some reports that would be passed in the Senate last month, but that turned out not to be the case. And Ed Slot says, we're watching this bill carefully to see if senators can all come into an agreement or if it will be brought to the Senate floor. Currently, it's in the holding pattern, but there are some who believe action will be taken before the end of the year. So stay tuned. That's one. Here, let me give out the phone numbers okay, now. Okay, do this. <laughs> 
You're right. I was going to give them out and I never did. Uh, Jeff will love to take your retirement questions. And we said this would be the segment to do it. Uh, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open. And I just opened up our text page. So you can text us questions, although we prefer the phones. And that number, 414-799-1130. Give us a call. Uh, at, I don't want to give out too many numbers, but at the end of the show, we'll give out all of Jeff's office phone That's numbers. Right. That's right. And, and our website, you can request an appointment for initial consultation. Absolutely. And, and you know a lot in our business, uh, with our practice at the Coal Investment Group, we, special, we, we work with, our focus is retirement planning and retirement investments. Manage almost a billion dollars of assets for our clients and work with people who have $750,000 or more in retirement assets. And one of the things that comes up often is rolling over your plan um, and you have to pay attention to your required minimum distributions. So, um, if you're over 70 and a half, this is a really good uh, uh, article and reminder. Uh, Sarah Brenner is the article of this. She's an attorney with Ed Slot's uh, organization. Uh, it's a recent article. It says, whether by choice or necessity, many Americans are still working long beyond what has been traditionally uh, retirement age. If you're a member of this group, you may be keeping funds in your employer plan well into your 70s and maybe even later. There are some big benefits to extending a career. You can continue to tribute, contribute to your retirement account, may be able to take advantage of rules that allow required minimum distributions to be delayed. So if you're, st- if you're in a retirement, if you're in a 401k plan at work, you don't have to take required minimum distributions from that if you're, if you're less than a 5% shareholder. But eventually, Time will come when you have to take the money out. A large percentage of employer plans end up in an IRA. That's what we do in our in our practice. A lot of times you'll have more options, uh, fees are low, um, better investment options. You get the advantage of working with a retirement specialist, somebody who uh, does this all the time, uh, can, can consult with you on your investments, on your long-term care, on your estate planning, and all the things that apply to retirement uh, uh, planning. But you have to watch out for something. This is something that we, we pay attention to. At the time that you roll your money over, you may need to pay special attention to your RMD, your required minimum distribution. It is not eligible to be rolled over into an IRA. So if you say, okay, I dodged a bullet because I didn't have to take out my RMD. Well, eventually you're going to have to take it out and you cannot roll it into an IRA. It cannot be converted to a Roth IRA. The bottom line is that there's no way around it. You must take it. So even if you keep your plan there. The next thing to know is that the first money out of your plan is your RMD. This is the first money out rule. Uh, you cannot roll part of your funds over now to an IRA and take the RMD later from the plan. You cannot roll over your entire plan balance to IRA and then take the RMD. It's considered an excess contribution. So you have to take the RMD first. Yeah. So don't screw it up. Just take it. (laughs) And there are people that try to say, well, if I leave it in the plan a little bit longer, I can... No, that money has to come out. If you're rolling it from a... uh, 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 401k plan to an IRA. The other thing is that the RMDs cannot be aggregated with RMDs from your IRA. Now, you don't have to spend that RMD. No, you and we, for a lot of our clients, they, but you do have to pay taxes on it. For a lot of our clients, they'll buy, they'll put the money into a trust account or a savings account. They'll put money into life insurance, uh, pay for long-term care, do a number of things with it. You don't have to spend it or you can spend it or save it if you want. But just be aware that uh, moving retirement accounts can be tricky. You have to know the rules. You have to make sure you don't violate those rules or there are big penalties if you do. Uh, the RMDs, the ages for them are confusing to, to many people. 
including myself, but I think I know it, Jeff. You can take your first RMD at 59 and a half without penalty. Is that correct? Uh, no. Let's let's back up a little bit. Okay. Uh, first of all, I guess a key age, first of all, be age 55. If you're 55 or better, you could take money uh, out of your 401k without penalties. At 55? Yes, because at 50, before age 59 and a half, there's a 10% federal penalty and a 3.33% state of Wisconsin penalty. The exception is if you take that's if you took money out of an IRA. If you retired and took money out of your retired and took money out of your 401k, you could take it out without penalty. Still have to pay a taxes on it. But I have to be retired. You have to be retired. So I cannot be working. Yep. So if you retire between 55 and 59 and a half, there may be reasons for you to keep some money in your 401k plan. Because you can take it out of there without penalties, without any restrictions. You can take out as much as you want, whenever you want. So they're between 55 and 59 and a half. At age 59 and a half is the age you were talking about. That's the age at which you could take money out without penalty. So if you want to take, I remember. Isn't that what I said? No, you you, know, you said it's a required minimum distribution. It's not required that you do. Oh, I get Yeah, yeah you're right. It's not required that you Thank do. Thank you. Yeah. I but, can take it out, but you're right. An RMD is just that. It's required. And I remember, you have to take it out. I remember, and this, is, this is stuck in my mind because I was golfing with Aaron on the day that I turned 59 and a half. <laughs> That's and a he, big day. I wasn't big. Well, he, we, we, he came to me and said, Dad, you're 59 and a half now. So you can take all your money out of your 401k, give it to me, and not pay a penalty. Like, why, yeah, why wouldn't you do that, Dad? Like my goal was to give all my money to Notice him. Notice how he brought that up on a golf course yes. when you're kind of vulnerable and you're in a good mood. No. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to It didn't happen. work. It didn't yeah, work. You have to get that past his mom as well. That would never happen. <laughs> so that's required. You're right. But I can take it out. So I, I could t- I could yeah, tap into that 401k money. So between 59 and a half and 70 and a half, it's called a free period where you can take out as much as you want, whenever you want, without any penalty. Penalties, um, so that's an important time frame, um, and as you, you and that's the age seventy and a half. Is, that's the age at which you have to take out required minimum distribution. If you do not, it's a fifty five zero fifty percent penalty. And what's adding now? You get a break the first year. You have until April first of the following year to take it out. But adding insult to injury, if you don't take it out, you have to pay a fifty percent penalty. Plus, you have to take it out the next year and pay taxes on it anyway. So, in addition to fifty percent penalty, you have to take. Nobody's going to do that. Who would, who would well, work that hard to save and then pay fifty percent penalty? Well, that's, that's half. Sometimes it gets by the trustee or the advisor doesn't pay attention to that. You know, we're always looking at that by October. If our clients haven't take out, taken out their required minimum distribution, we've never had a client subject to required. I got to knock on wood somewhere to, to the. Uh, not the penalty for not taking out the required minimum distribution because the penalty is stiff and they're not sympathetic to you either. So it's a 50% penalty and then you have to take the money out anyway. you're paying taxes on it. But that's the age at which Paul that you were talking about 70 and a half is for RMD required minimum distribution. And that's indeed in the secure act when you have to take it out in the secure act. That's one that they're talking about raising it to 72. Yes. So, and if, and if that passes, we'll update our listeners, obviously. Right. But right now, it's just a, a bill. I remember, right now, it's a bill that was passed in the House and not passed in the Senate. It's sitting in the Senate. That's kind of surprising. I don't know what they're jockeying for. I think there's some lobbyists in there about uh, or something. Who or knows other. what's going on right now um, in D.C.? They're obsessed with everything but getting things done. Yeah. The other, the like, other get back ages, to work, folks. The Jeez. other ages that are key with re, with regard to retirement, there are a lot of them, but the other ones that are that are pretty key are the age sixty two, the earliest age that you could take out social security. It would be a reduced amount. 
and then your full retirement age, which is generally between about 66 and 67 years old. Let's go to the phones. Take a few questions here on WISN and WIBA, the retirement clinic, hosted by Jeff Kowal. Heartland, Wisconsin. Mike, good morning, Hi, sir. Hi, Mike. Good What's morning. going on? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. It kind of fascinates me because I never understood there's people that have a problem. Oh, I have to take 10% of my income out or my portfolio out at eight, after age 70. I understand I might go to 72. Well, it's four, I mean, it's, is, it's just a correction, Mike. It's around 3.67%. So it's really only around 4%. They don't have to take out 10%. It's only about 4%. Oh, I, I understand. Okay. But I always understand where people complain about that. I mean, they've worked their whole lives. What's the point? Is it, isn't the idea is to spend money? That's, that's and you know, a very good question. I'm with you, Mike. <laughs> I agree 100%, but there's people that want to leave it to their children. Well, there are a lot of, and it's for tax reasons as well. Or if they just have, don't want to spend it. Yes. If you well, have, they're, if they're you frugal. Have, if you have exactly. the money. Exactly. Yep. If, you know what, guys, there's a saying, and I'll let you go. And thank you again for taking my calls. Your 60s are your go go years, your 70s are your slow go years, and your 80s are your no go years. Basically, if you have that concept, let's spend some money and buy a sports car, go on a vacation, or do something. And I'm sorry, Work Jeff. All your life. I interrupted Jeff, but you did have a thought. What were you going to say? I have lots of thoughts, but <laughs> I don't necessarily disagree with you. There, are, but uh, there are people that have enough assets elsewhere, and if they'd like to uh, uh, save it on a tax deferred basis, where you're not paying current income taxes on, that's a big advantage, and that's why a lot of people are saying, "I don't want to take out the re- required minimum distribution." Or some people have pensions elsewhere, investment income elsewhere, and when you have to take out the required minimum distribution, it just piles onto the income each year. I'm with you that. If, that if you've spent the money or you've saved the money over your lifetime, you sacrificed to get to that point, why not spend some of it? Every exactly. situation is a little bit different, but I don't necessarily disagree with that, Mike. That's all my thought was. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call. It, it is a good thought and one I happen to agree with. Yeah, you work all the, It's like a kid that has a piggy bank, right? And he's putting money away in his summer job to attain $100 or whatever it is to spend it. Well, And, and imagine being... Tax fifty percent on that hundred bucks. Telling a kid, I know you worked hard, but to take it out, you got to. You, you're only getting half, right? And the other half, the government's taking. Right. And there's a an article. I'm not going to be able to get to this in its entirety, but uh, it's, it follows in line with what Mike was talking about. Um, revisit retirement money math. The the problem and why some people don't want to take the money out at that age is because people are living longer. You know, so longer lives and. Uh, uh, inconsistent living expenses, health care, and other things. Now that's a legitimate reason. Uh, yeah, are causing people to think, hey, if I can leave it in there, uh, I may not, I may need it later on. And that's why, and again, to Mike's point, if you if you work with an advisor uh, that's, that specializes in retirement planning or their focus is retirement planning, that'll help you a lot to walk you through that and say, okay, you could spend some money on this. What's a, fair, what's a good amount that you can spend without being in danger of running out of money later on, that you can cover your needs for long-term care. So you don't have to worry about that. You can cover your needs for travel. Buy that Ferrari or whatever you want to buy that Mike was you, talking about. You can, have, you can have fun. Sports car thing. I didn't think he specified the Ferrari, but the sports car. But you can do those types of things if you plan for it. 
If you don't plan for it, that's when the stress comes in. That's when you worry, and that's why you're worried about government regulations saying you have to take money out. Mike say, why worry about it? Take the money out. There's some people that worry about it because they're not sure they're going to have yeah. enough. I have heard that the go-go years and then the no-go years and that whole yeah, thing. Slow-go. Sh- slow-go. You've heard them all. Sure. Right? And that's just – those are – sayings or cliches or, or whatever, but everybody's different, Jeff. Some of us are healthy well into our 80s and 90s, and others are unhealthy in their 50s or even 40s. It, everybody's different. Yes, and that's why it's specialized planning. It's not one-size-fits-all with retirement planning. Your situation is different. You may have assets scattered all over the place, and uh, it's time to consolidate. You might be a do-it-yourselfer that um, is just tired of getting whipsawed by the market and not making any progress. You know, there are a lot of reasons why people and everybody's different. Somebody has a lot of experience in, in investments, retirement plans. Some mm-hmm. people have none. Uh, some people fear it. Some people are uh, embrace it. Uh, the risk. So everybody's a little bit different. You're absolutely right with that. Yeah, the performance too. What if you look at TV and you see well, the markets are up blank percentage for the year, and you're up, but it's much less than that. Right. Well, maybe I'm not doing as good as I should be doing. Yeah. Well, that but that a lot of times has to do with your asset allocation and having downside. Uh, risk protection, which is very important. You know, you'd like to roll the dice when the markets are going up and everybody's happy, everybody's making money. But what happens if, you know, something that we talked earlier about that, you know, the recession, you can look into the horizon, you can't see a recession. But what happens if there's a down... Uh, there's bound, and not a recession, but there's bound to be a downturn at yeah, some point. or some event that we don't know about that causes mm-hmm. a downturn in the market. Did we so think just, 9-11 was going to happen? No. Right. So it's just, it's good to have some downside protection. If, if your return suffers a little bit, that's probably okay for your mental well-being and your ability to sleep at night. And that wild card, your health. You just never know. Yep, exactly. Yeah, assisted living, all of that stuff costs lots and lots of money. So if you've got retirement questions, here's what we're going to do. Take a break. We're going to come back with the sexy segment, Wealth Management and Preservation. Jeff's got a little different spin this week as he told us it's going to be good. That is a good one. And and your questions, welcome right now. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line open for the retirement clinic. Call and talk to Jeff Kowal. Jeff is president of the re, of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. And that number is 799-1130. We'll be right back. Back with the Retirement Clinic. Jeff Kowal is here, and we're in WIBA in Madison and WISN. Sexy segment just moments away. Uh, a, a few callers that have been on hold, so we want to sneak these questions in quick, and then we'll get to that sexy segment in just a few minutes. Chris from Milwaukee. Good morning. Hi. Hi, Chris. Hi. How are you? Good. Hey, currently, um, I have about 10% of my retirement in Roth, and the 90% isn't in you know, we're talking about converting, and I know the implication of the insurance as you get older and, yep. you know, your income. What is, you know, what would you say to me? Would you recommend me converting over the next 10 years up to, you know, I'll be uh, well, I have 10 years before I have any RMDs? 
It's it's risky giving that kind of advice over the phone, but oh. I, uh, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I would approach it. Uh-huh. I would say absolutely take a look at converting it. The tax yeah. rates are going to be lower now than they ever will be, most right. likely. Taxes are on sale. I heard. Yep, <laughs> from now till twenty twenty five. And what I would do, and again, you brought up a key point. You have to be careful with the Medicare premiums because your Medicare premiums could go up if you get above a certain threshold. But I would take a look at. And I'm just going to use this as an I example. I just feel like the, the, if I'm if for five years, I'm not taking Medicare. So for five years, because that's how old I am, yeah. five years, I would be able to convert without having the insurance being. Yeah, I, I would. I would do it aggressively. I'd bump up to the next tax bracket. So if you're at. Include it or bump up to it? Bump up to it. Yeah. Uh, and again, you don't want to go over. Yeah, if you, if you go over, you'll be slightly in the next tax bracket. So yeah, if it's right. 125000 okay. next tax bracket's at 175000 I'd convert $50,000 of your traditional IRA to the Roth IRA so you don't go into the next tax bracket. And if you do, right. if you bleed over a little bit, so what? Chances right, are you're right. still going to be paying that. less right. in taxes now than you would be later on. I think okay. it's a great call, a great strategy, Chris. It's a great call. Thank you. Hey, Chris, what did you say? You heard taxes were on sale. Was that your line? Yeah. Taxes are on sale right now. So All right. I see them now because they're going to get worse later. I'm going to remember that. Thank you for that. Thank I appreciate you. the call, so too, Chris. Yeah, thank thanks you. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Great question. And we're going to quickly, we got to go fast. Gary's in Waukesha. Good morning, Gary. Hi, Gary. Oh, how are you doing? Great. How are you? Great. Hey, my wife's going to be 66 in July, and she'd be ready for full Social Security. Um. If uh, she continues to work, she's making 40000 a year at an engineering firm, and she wants to work till she's 70. But somebody uh, at Social Security told her to go ahead and take Social Security in January of this next year because she can take her, her full Social Security and still make the 40000 with no penalties towards each other. Well, that advice is correct, and it depends. You know, it's never that easy to say yes she should do it or no she shouldn't if you have a history of long livers in the family and she thinks she's going to blow through age 80 as an example i think that's probably the break-even period then she might want to delay it to age 70 i like the idea of grabbing it right away if i can yeah. take the social security at 66 not pay any uh, or because uh, there are uh, income uh, uh, requirement or exclusions if you make over a certain amount of money before full retirement age then you have to give some of it back. Well, once you hit full retirement age, you don't have to worry about that. I'd grab okay. the government's money and use that. And if you don't need it, if she's still working, you don't need it, bank it or put it in with us. Hey, one other question. Does she have to wait till July of that year or can she do it right away in January? I, she could probably do it in January. You'd have to take a look at uh, so she turns full retirement the age. Kind, the wording kind of says like the calendar year, but yet it talks about, you know, your birthday of being 66. That's where and Social so, Security could probably help you. Or if you want to give my office a call, I can help you with that and get verification from Carol Richson, who's uh, who's retired from the Social Security Administration. She's a good friend of ours and can help us with I'll that. I'll give that number. Gary, uh, 262. Yeah. 522 4040. 522 4040. Okay. Thank you so and, much. And of course, the if you I like the thinking about it. Let's grab the money as soon as possible. It's just when? Do you wait six months or do it now? Thank you so much for the phone call. We snuck those in. Jeff, we don't have much time. We've only got two or three minutes, but we're going to sneak in the sexy segment. I'm sorry. Two or three minutes? Yeah, we got got another commercial break yet. Well, then I might have to skip. Well, I'll I'll do the Uh, best I can with this. You can do it. Sure, we can do it. One's a New York Times article. One's a Wall Street Journal article. Very, very important, though. Um, The New York Times, which was kind of surprising to see this, they framed it a little bit differently. By the way, 
Let me back up. The show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. Once you've accumulated some wealth, how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs? And that's the gist of this particular segment. And again, once you've accumulated some wealth, there are always going to be people coming after you to get it. And the Democrats' plan to tax wealth would reshape the U.S. economy. That's what the New York Times says in their headline. Democrats' plan to tax wealth would reshape the U.S. economy. Proposals from Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders have raised concerns from economists and business leaders who fear the plans would sap economic growth. And just the fact that that, uh, the New York Times would come up with this is pretty interesting. Progressive Democrats are advocating the most drastic shift in tax policy in over a century as they look to redistribute wealth and chip away at the economic power of the super-rich with new taxes. As they compete for the presidential nomination, Warren, Sanders, and others uh, would shrink the fortunes of the richest Americans. Their plans envision an enormous transfer of wealth to ordinary people with revenue from the wealth tax used to finance new social programs like tuition-free college, universal child care, and Medicare for all. It's kind of interesting. We've got like a 7 or $8 trillion budget right now, and each one of these things would cost multiple trillions of dollars. But they say they'll get it from the likes of Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, and Warren Buffett, and just tax the wealth. The idea of wealth tax has become an animating issue for the Democratic Party. And they look at it as a solution. But the idea, and this is the Wall Street or the New York Times again. The idea of redistributing wealth by targeting billionaires is stirring fierce debates at the highest ranks of academia and business, with opponents arguing it will cripple economic growth, sap the motivation of entrepreneurs who aspire to be multimillionaires, and set off a search for loopholes. You know what? This just brought to mind something that's going on in Hong Kong right now. That I don't know if you heard about this, that there's a huge transfer of wealth out of Hong Kong because they're afraid that the communists are going to take over Hong Kong oh, yeah, and yeah. they're going to lose their property, they're going to lose their wealth. And I, this is just, you know, they think that people are just going to sit still. They're not. They're going to put their money somewhere else. Else they're not going to put up with this. The dual proposals from Ms. Warren and Mr. Sanders come as they compete intensely for support. It's galvanizing those on the left, but the ideas would also provide fodder for Republicans eager to paint them in a general election as too as tax happy and too liberal. Just a couple more things. Uh, on Monday, uh, Bernie Sanders proposed a new tax on corporations that would have a huge gap between what they pay their chief executive and their median worker. Um, you know, basically, what that thing says is that the chief executive can't make a, can only make a certain percentage above the average of the workers, regardless of what he thinks he might be worth. It's not going to fly. Um, and then they're talking about how about we include your uh, not only your your income but your real estate, your stock portfolio, diamonds, Rembrandt, and a yacht. And that's what they're talking about. Well, a lot of people don't have a Rembrandt and a yacht. It can't be done. Yeah, we can't just go ahead and finish. I got to, I got I got You know, they're, they're talking about applying it to house. This is probably the most key point. I'll get to in a hurry. They're talking about households worth over fifty million. Uh, with Ms. Warren and Bernie Sanders said a two percent tax on, on uh, uh, fifty million, and uh, that's what Warren says. Sanders starts at thirty-two million, but you know what's going to happen? 
not going to be enough of those people around. Even if you confiscated all their wealth, there wouldn't be enough money to go around. And then it goes down to, well, we, met, we started at $32 million, We're going to go drop it down to $30 million. We're going to drop it down to $20 million. Yeah. We're going to drop it down to people with $5 million or more. We're going to drop it down to $2 million. Well, might as well be for everybody, whatever wealth you have. Jeff, uh, we will finish up. You'll get final thoughts on the sexy segment right after this. And we got all the calls in, too. We'll be right back with the Retirement Clinic. Out of time on today's show, Jeff. They can reach you at the Kowal Investment Group. Kowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, the Kowalway.com. If you're close to already in retirement, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or more in retirement uh, assets. Uh, go online at the Kowal Way and request an appointment. Click the button and get started with us. The Kowalway.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Retirement Clinic on WISN and WIBAC. And next week. <laughs> 